0: Good evening. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire, where we talk comics, movies, TV, music, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern, right here on TalkingAlternative.com, broadcasting live from New York City. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. Uh, I've been uh, making comics as both a writer and artist for over 15 years now. I co-created a little comic called Descendant for Image Comics and The Sire. Uh, Hello to all the Facebook peeps out there. Hello, uh... Oh boy, I'm going to butcher M. Ben's 5600. I hope I got that one right. We welcome all the Periscope peeps out there. So I've been making comics for 15 years. You can actually go to Comicsology.com, search The Sire. That's from After Hours Press. And you can uh, download our trade paperback or the individual issues. It's about a superhero forced by his own costume to fight evil. It's like having a spider sense, but instead of warning him in danger, it actually puts him in danger. That's The Sire, S-I-R-E. You can also go to our sister site, MikeBooks.com for a direct link, and uh, you can learn more and preview some of it in our webcomics section. But this is Secrets of the Sire, and we are, again, talking comics and movies and pop culture. And the topic of the day, are we ready for a gay Star Wars character? Are we ready for give Captain America a boyfriend? Are we ready for give Elsa a girlfriend? These are all hashtags that have been trending. Sam, as my as always, my trusty engineer is here, and I love it. When I come up with a topic and I have a guest who's actually also just joined us on Periscope, which is awesome. He'll be calling in for the next uh, segment. And all these really great things come up. Um, I wrote an article a few uh, about a week ago and uh, Finn Boyega, uh, John Boyega, the actor, he kind of squashed the Um, the rumor that there was a Poe-Finn relationship happening, that there was some sort of, you know, hidden undertone to it. Um, But it begged the question, is the world ready for that? And, um, you know, it's interesting. So it's amazing how quickly things kind of come together these days. You know, that's obviously an understatement, um, but it's the truth, and it all kind of revolves around social media. And speaking of social media, you can follow us on Twitter, at Michael underscore Dolce. Um, you can follow us and you can find us on Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. You can also find us going live if I can ever get this Facebook feed to go correctly from in here. Facebook, why do you fail me? Why do you fail me? But you can find us at Facebook.com slash, slash, slash secrets of the sire. Um, but yeah, it's the truth. It, 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 it all revolves around social media, the Twitter, the Facebook. The Snapchat, the Instagram, I like just saying the in front of it because it makes me sound like really old and antiquated. Um, the It hasn't been invented yet, but will soon be all the rage. You know, whatever is coming down the pipeline, Snapchat is kind of big now. That took over for Facebook. Facebook took over for MySpace. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, everything. It's accelerating what we're doing. And it also kind of accelerates, you know, what many um, are happy about, which is progress. You know, it's accelerating social change. Um, but it's doing it at such a rapid pace that there are some unforeseen consequences to it. And uh, that's kind of where we begin today, and it's interesting. When I was in a band in the mid to late 2000s, a um, band named AGO, which is actually the music you hear at the intro and uh, in between commercial breaks on the show, Dub, uh, you can download those tracks and more for free on our SoundCloud page right now. Just go to soundcloud.com slash secrets of the sire. That's S-I-R-E. So I was in this band and one of the guitarists, you know, big, big liberal left, left thinker. I like to be liberal on things. I like to be conservative on things. I like to stay in the middle as much as possible, but he is, you know, big Bernie guy, you know, awesome guy, Sam, big two thumbs up from Sam as well. Well, Okay, he still is actually still liberal. He wasn't just was liberal. He still is. Um, Hell of a musician. He's in a band called Planta right now. You can actually catch them around New York City if you're in the New York City area. So anyway, we had this big debate, you know, this big argument. And uh, his argument was, this is like circa 2008. uh, You know, we're just starting to make strides in the inclusion and quality. Gay marriage is really on the table at this point. But it's not something that is... I mean, right now, gay marriage is, like, so commonplace now. It's, 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 it's actually passe now, right? I mean, we've actually kind of already brisked right past it, but we'll get into that a little later. Um, but his argument back then was, this change should happen right now. Uh, there was no reason that, you know, that gays shouldn't have the same rights, and, and they shouldn't be able to get married, and this and that, and there's all these really great... Uh, welcome back, Ben's 600... Oh, S-600. See, that's why I, I butcher names, but... My argument at the time was it, it, it can't happen so quickly. It can't happen right now because there's a majority of Americans that to simply flitch, flip a switch, it's just not going to happen. Like, I mean, I'm talking old timers here, way older than me. They're all of a sudden just going to say, you know what, that lifestyle we've denounced for 2,000 years uh, as immoral and perverted, yeah, that's, oh, no, no, we're cool now. Yeah, because you have a hashtag or, or you're trending. No. There are people that need to be sold to. They 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 need to they need to buy. Okay, change has to happen like a wave. It has to build before it can break. That's actually a Eddie Vedder quote, Pearl Jam, name of a song called Undone, which is also ironically the name of one of my newest comic book projects. But I digress. Change has to build. It has to have time to seep into the consciousness of Americans. And for the most part, the gay marriage fight did that. It actually it look it took time, but now it kind of came to a head and yes social media definitely the reason behind it but in a good way right just like segregation before that just like slavery any good product you're marketing any any kind of thing you're trying to to bring to a mass of amount of people it needs time for people to buy it you know you can't just sell people on it and expect them to just get it you have to make them want to buy it okay make me want to buy what you're selling and up until 2009 in the advent of twitter To a lesser extent, Facebook, that's what we did. But now, thanks to those same very platforms that helped push gay marriage through and help push these inclusive things, uh, it's also kind of pushing us so fast in all these different directions. Everyone on the globe, Boise, Idaho, now has access to the same information and movement that someone in L.A. or someone in New York used to have, right? I mean, it has all this information. It's great. Look, it's absolutely great. Underdeveloped countries... To a lesser extent, you know, if they have Wi-Fi, they have now access to the same thing and so on and so forth. Movements can rise up and spread. But they can also kind of fade very fast without the kind of impact that the cause itself is actually trying to pursue. Uh, it, it becomes more about clicking like and being part of this like self-grandizing soapbox rather than actually being part of something that that is genuinely inclusive and genuinely good. Uh, you know, my friends and I, we actually, like, we, we wax poetic because, uh, you know, our time was the early 90s, and that was the last great rock movement, right? That was the last great, I mean, you've had bands come and go since then, but, I mean, I'm talking movements. I'm talking actual, you know, you have the Kirk Cobains and the Eddie Vedders preaching about women's rights and gay rights and their music and their interviews, and they were trying to bring about change, but, you know, that was, I don't know, it was just, it was great, and it was great music, um, Grunge dominated for almost five years, you know, before and after Kurt Cobain committed suicide. You know, today, grunge would be like a trending topic for about five minutes. And the message that they were trying to fight for and try to, try to actually work towards, you know, that would be like a hashtag. And then it would be gone. It would be on on a Friday and gone by a Monday. And that's kind of where music is right now, and we're not going to get into music per se, but I just wanted to use that as an example. There are no movements anymore. There are just hashtag petitions clicking online. Which brings us to the latest movement that swept Facebook these past couple days. And again, Sam, I love it when things come together. Um, Again, I wrote an article about the the um, Poe-Finn potential romance and, you know, is the world ready for a gay Star Wars, and all of a sudden what pops up is the Give Elsa a Girlfriend which is a hashtag. It's basically saying they want a sequel. And in the sequel, uh, there's this Twitter petition going around. We want Elsa to have a girlfriend in that. Okay. That's really nice. Okay. Way to go. <laughs> <sighs> then, in the past 48 hours, it was give Captain America a boyfriend. And Bucky. Now, yes, to be fair, in Civil War, they, you know, he really, really likes Bucky. He does. He doesn't really like him in that way, but he really likes Bucky. Okay? You can go to the article I posted on uh, on my Secrets of the Sire Facebook page to read about the Star Wars stuff between Poe and Finn also. Um, but bottom line, these are just trends, and, and these are people... You know, these Twitter petitions, like, what is this really doing? It's just cluttering the internet. You're just cluttering the internet. There is an inherent positive to it. I'm not going to disregard it. There is an inherent awareness. Okay, people are making themselves aware that there is this movement, but clicking like is is not the same as attending a protest rally. Clicking like and retweeting and reposting and sharing is not the same blood, sweat, and tears that actual activists had to go through To make change happen. It's not the same. And worse yet, it's creating this noise that is just filling the internet. And it's turning off the people that you're trying to want to buy. You want them to buy. You don't want to sell. That's why I specifically said you don't want to sell to these people. But it's inherent to your customers, okay? We're looking at this like a product. We're looking at this like a marketing line. If you're trying to get social change... You can't sell it on somebody. No one's going to want to just up and take it because you say so. No, they want to buy it. You've got to take time. It takes time. And right now the internet is kind of killing it. And way to go, 19-year-old college kid with nothing better to do than click like on a post and feel very self-important. You've actually created, you know, like you're some great humanitarian. You've actually created something that is something you're actually against. You've actually created Donald Trump's legitimate candidacy for the presidency. You've actually done this, and we're not going to get too far into the politics of it, but there is no mystery as to why he's the Republican nominee right now. And if Hillary wasn't so disliked, I'd say he didn't have a chance to win, but she is, so he does. All those hashtags and trends and digital noise out there has created a segment of the population that is tired of being sold to. There are definitely bigots out there. There are definitely racists and homophobes and transphobes and people who generally are not very nice. But there's also a large segment of the population that is tired of being sold to. They might want to buy, but they're tired of being sold to, and they are pushing back. Now we have Donald Trump, and now we have movies that are possibly being influenced and comics that are going to be influenced and everything, and, and it's, it's this noise that's kind of creeping its way in. All right, well, we've got so much to talk about Gay Captain America? No, I don't want a gay Captain America. Just like I don't want a gay. Uh, sorry, I don't want a Nazi Captain America, which Marvel just released today, actually, as well too. Again, it's it it jumps above story and it and it and it usurps it by putting messaging or publicity stunt or hashtag or trends. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a social media expert uh, who's going to give his two cents. He actually has an amazing point of view also um, about all of this wonderful stuff and a very good technical point of view because he's really great at what he does when we come back.
1: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
0: heard things just didn't go as planned. Oh, those are the lyrics to that song. Again, you can actually download uh, a bunch of tracks on our SoundCloud page. Welcome to all the uh, Periscope peeps out there. Welcome to the Facebook peeps. Go to Secrets of the Sire. Go to Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. I'm also going to blast this on uh, my homepage as well. And um, we're talking about give Captain America a boyfriend. Do I want a gay Captain America? No, I don't. And uh, it's not because of homophobia, which is the general go-to response of any, well, you're homophobic if you, if you, you, know, you don't want that. No, I just I don't want him to be gay because he never was gay. And he was always straight. And why need to do that? It's like making him a Nazi, which they kind of just did. And, and again, huge uproar. Um, what about a gay Star Wars character? Now, that's actually a lot more interesting and a lot more fascinating because they have a chance in Star Wars to do it the right way. Do it in a way that makes sense because it's a brand new universe. The universe is familiar. The characters are different. We can can actually do this, and I think it's a great way to do it. And with that, I'm going to welcome our guest, Mr. Brian Bish, social media architect and web guru and internet personality. How's it going, Brian? Oh, we almost had him. Did we lose him? Uh Uh-oh. All right. Well, I'll just keep talking because that's just what I'm very, very good at. Brian, if you're out there, please call in. If we lost you, we'll get you back. So, gay Star Wars. Why is that actually a good idea? Now, again, I I do admit actually when I first thought of the idea and I heard about it, I was a little, I was a little like taken aback by it because I'm again, I'm just I'm just so I'm so trained now to like look at things and say, um, you know. Ugh, they're doing this as a publicity stunt. They're doing this as a as a as a bandwagon, you know, kinda kinda move and it just you know, it just always irritated me. And that's something that you know, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that, you know, a gay relationship in Star Wars could actually work because everything Okay, we've got Brian, he's dialing back in. He's dialing back in. So this is uh we're doing okay here, so we'll get we'll get everybody we'll get everybody together here. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a, a, a gay relationship on TV. This is about fifteen years ago now. That was done incredibly correct and incredibly right, and it was done in such a way that it just it adhered to the story and made the story great. And with that, we're gonna welcome Brian Bish. Brian, uh, we almost had him. Boy, I'm I'm like killing it with these segways too. I am like leading right in here, but uh, you know, and it, and it figures because we actually have the live cast going on Facebook finally too. There's always some sort of technical wizardry that uh, that we just uh, have a difficulty grasping. So, all right. So you have Poe, you have Ray, you have Finn, you have characters that are brand new and can be Kind of assimilated, just like a relationship that happened uh, on another TV show. Now I'm going to do this for a third time. Brian, are you there? And we just, we just, we—I know he's on Periscope because he's uh, he's flashing in. All right, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 15 years ago. Okay, so Brian says he's here, but we don't hear him, so I'm not sure what's going on. He says he's on the line, but we don't. Yep. The best part is is that he's he's periscoping in, which is awesome. So, um. brian keep keep uh keep chiming in, hmm, the mic is messed up now. is it skipping on Facebook as well? No, this is live radio this is this is wonderful uh live radio, and that's the fun part about live right I mean we 're not doing any editing uh, as we currently go here. Buffy the Vampire Slayer had two characters that had the best relationship the best gay relationship i can I can ever remember why because it wasn 't publicized it wasn 't even something that the producers thought they were going to do. Brian, I think we have you now. I'm here. Oh, there we go. See, I, be, I was trying to stall this Buffy talk because, uh, you know, I know that's something Oh, we're I am gonna...
2: ready for the Buffy talk. You I know, know I love know. to make a good entrance.
0: Oh, I know, I know. So we, we've we talked about this before. Just to give the audience a background, you are a social media guru. You, um, you uh, do social media for a living. Um, you are also out and proud, and, uh, and and which makes you the dual threat here. You, you can actually speak to both being gay and being a social media expert, which is like two things that are just huge right now.
2: Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready for both tonight. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person, but I am, you should know, wearing my Wonder Woman Snuggie right now oh, because that's... it just feels right.
0: <laughs> and that's terrific stuff. So we were talking about, a, um, I know you were listening in through Periscope and, and chatting through Periscope yes. here, so you heard the opening. Um, the big hashtags going around right now. First of all, have you seen the movie PCU?
2: I, it's been a very long time, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you remember
0: yes. the cause heads? The cause heads. Yeah, absolutely. They leap from cause to cause. I feel, like, I feel like PCU is now moved viral and moved online. But am I crazy for thinking that, or, or is that like legitimate?
2: There's a little bit of both to it. There, there's a little bit of truth to that, because I, I know what you're saying about this mob mentality, that everything on social media has to be a... Uh, fought through a hashtag which has a lot of value it really does but sometimes it goes a little far now I am very torn on these ones and we we'll, of course we'll jump into uh, both of those so I'll let you take it away and lead us to it
0: well um... We just had uh, Jersey Jedi 71 chime in. Gutter is a tool, um, which is a PCU reference, which I love. But, um, you know, we've talked about this before. And we've talked about the Buffy, um, the Willow-Tara relationship on Buffy and how brilliant that was um, to bring a, uh, a gay romance, you know, to screen. And the reason it was brilliant was, in my mind, it wasn't ever forced. Um, there were hints that the, that the character Willow was potentially gay there was there was season three when she met her doppelganger and she kind of looks at her and she goes i think i'm kind of gay and, and you kind of think of it as like a throwaway line but then you realize like boy a, a season later the chemistry that she had with tara um isn't that right like the producers didn't even uh, intend for tara i think i read this recently they w- didn't even intend for tara and willow to get together they just they had this amazing chemistry and they thought this makes sense
2: it worked for the story exactly it really really did and th- that was a great, uh, a great story, a storyline with uh, Willow and Tara. I loved that. But the thing that was different, you know, whenever that episode was new, was we didn't have social media as prevalent. This was back, you know, in early MySpace. Probably before that, we may be going into Friendster territory.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: Friendster!
2: I know, poor little thing.
0: Yeah, it, it just it, it just didn't quite it just didn't quite no, take off. Did not. So you know that to me is the criteria for a really good. Um, you know, romance is to actually make it natural. Don't hit us over the head with it. Uh, let us let us buy it. And and I remember watching that show, thinking, yeah, this is this I, this can work. This is something. Wow, this makes sense. It's not it's not Captain America becoming a Nazi, which I, I'm joking about that because that literally came out today. We were talking about wow. hashtags going viral and things going very very fast, and it just it just seems to happen. But you mentioned you were wearing your Wonder Woman snuggie, um, of course, and I think that's a great. Um, viewpoint for anyone on the opposite side to understand is you know as as a as a gay male you did not have a lot of like role models when it came to superheroes and anything like that
2: oh absolutely uh i you know I grew up in the late seventies eighties um so i there were no real um gay role models at the time I was of course uh as a closeted young child very very obsessed with wonder woman i had a Linda carter poster right above my bed my mother could never find her aluminum foil because it was always (laughs) under my bed where i made it into the bracelets for wonder woman you know that she was my my um gay icon even though she wasn't really a gay character at the time because it was a person who had this um alter ego of power and strength and i think that's what a lot of the lgbtq community really gravitates towards with superheroes, is this alter ego of strength underneath the person.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, being the fact that I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't, well, actually, I have a young child now, but he's way too young. Um, no. Frozen is, a, is, a, is, a, is essentially a coming out story. Am I correct?
2: I mean, you're, you're not even 15 seconds into the lyrics and it's a kingdom of isolation and it looks like I'm the queen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, uh, but listening to the lyrics of the song for me, the first time I saw Frozen, of course I wasn't approaching it with "Oh, oh Elsa's going to have a girlfriend" and that mindset. Whenever I first saw the film, yeah, but that song was completely a coming out story for me, yeah. But because you know, music does have different meaning to different people, and that really, really, the lyrics. The um, isolation and everything she was going through was kind of, in a way, the coming out story that I had many, many years before that. So it's not surprising to see the hashtag in in that sense of give Elsa a girlfriend because we have um, you know Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, the the three originals, white, straight princesses, um, (laughs) you know, very demure and and quiet, a a little. Cla- you're quiet, classy, and graceful, and mm-hmm. then you have later in the '90s, uh, Ariel.
0: Boy, we're just having technical difficulties all day long. Here so yep, we I
2: go. That a lesbian princess at some point in time with Disney.
0: Disney has a huge hurdle to overcome, though, in the sense that it's Disney, or or, sorry, not Disney has a huge hurdle to overcome. I think the the movement has a huge hurdle to overcome with Disney in the sense that um, you have foreign markets, though, that are never going to accept this. Maybe then, okay, sorry, I take that back. Mm -hmm. They're not going to accept that right now. Um, And there's there's a really great piece on Entertainment Weekly a few weeks ago that actually addressed that, the fact that... Desi does not want to lose that foreign market. So do we ever, like, what's your timetable on, on something like this actually happening in a, in a major franchise?
2: You know, I don't know that I'm the most um, unbiased person with giving a timetable because the personal side of me mm-hmm. says whenever, whenever you are listening to... Um, People say, well, I'm not sure that I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Is, that's been the story of any type of diversity and oppression over the ages of people saying, well, I'm not ready yet. So I, c- I can't, in good honesty, say five years, ten years until people are ready for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's going to be something that, like the other stories, just happened. And, and uh, you know it, it just happened, and people became used to it. For example, um, The Princess and the Frog with uh, Princess Tiana. She was the first African-American princess. Mm-hmm. Was that something that there was a timetable that people said, I will be ready for this in X number of years? It's something that kind of happened more naturally in the progression of the Disney films.
0: And, you know, that's a great point, too. The the problem with any of this stuff is it all feels like a publicity, a publicity stunt sometimes. And that's, you know, we have the new Ghostbusters with four women who are leading the charge. And uh, there's a great AV Club article that uh, I'll post to the Secrets of the Sire page, you know, after that. And it's like, you know, did someone come up with the idea and go, wow, it'd be really cool if we put four women there instead of four guys, because that's a really neat look at it? Or, ah, I'm going to show all these guys out there, these, these white, straight males, that we can have four women, and they can be Ghostbusters, and it's going to be great. I mean, we don't really know the answer to that, do we?
2: We don't. And I think the ultimate answer is, if it sells, does it matter? And I think with the Ghostbusters, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens, uh, specifically with that story. Because initially, whenever I heard they were doing Ghostbusters, I was not excited about it Yeah. until I saw the cast. And frankly, now I'm on board.
0: <laughs> it's I'm funny. ready. It's funny you have that perspective, because I actually look at the cast, and, and I'm completely indifferent to the cast being women. I think the special effects kind of suck, though. Like, I was yeah. looking at some of the trailers, and I was like, this looks more like a, like a kitty movie than it did like a Ghostbusters movie, but, but I digress. All right, right. so we, we had to deal with some, uh, some god-awful technical issues in our, in, our second, uh, in our second segment, but stick around, because we're going we're gonna to talk some more about this. Um, I, I really want to know what you think about the hashtag movement. Uh, does it have any validity? Does it, you know, is does it really impacting the world? And, you know, again, from a social media expert like yourself, uh, I want to get that opinion. So when we come back... Give Captain America a boyfriend?
1: Question. (laughs) You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because the Rob and Callie show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone. And now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays 8 to 830 on talkradio.myc.
3: And that's Eastern Standard Time. So join us.
0: Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Just want to let everyone know: Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and thirty-day free trial at audibletrial.com/slash/secrets-of-the-sire. I want to welcome back our guest, Mr. Brian Bish. He is a social media architect, uh, social media guru. You can uh, check out his website, BrianBish.com. Um, he writes some hilarious blogs. Uh, you blogged today, actually. I saw. Uh, I did. What, uh, what is the deal with Chewbacca, Chewbacca Mom? What is that? I don't even know. See, there's, there's so much stuff happening.
2: She is my new favorite person. <laughs> I am absolutely obsessed with her.
0: What is the backstory behind her? I Honestly, I don't know.
2: On Thursday of this past week, uh, she was sitting in her car in a, in a parking lot of Kohl's after buying a Chewbacca mask that growls when you open your mouth. She made a video posting to her friends laughing. She did Facebook Live, actually, mm-hmm. um, posting to her friends laughing about this. And she couldn't stop laughing for about three minutes in the video. And it went immediately viral. Uh, it, was see, it, it now has a new record of being over 100, uh, 140 million views on Facebook. <laughs> and she's been flown to Good Morning America. She was on The Late Late Show with James Corden. She met James uh, – I'm sorry, J.J. Abrams. And uh, she's meeting with the original Chewbacca uh, in a couple Peter of Peter
3: Mayhew. Oh, man.
2: He's, and is taken he's... off only because of her positivity.
0: Well, that's, a, all right, that's at least a good thing, right? I mean, that's, Absolutely. A, that's at least uh, a, a good, like, Facebook gone viral thing. But isn't it amazing that something like that, I mean, isn't that feeding into the frenzy that is social media now?
2: I think it really is. And I think the reason that story really resonates right now is the fact that there is so much negativity and tension and anger on Facebook and on social media in general, uh, especially with the um, with an election year, that you have all of that tension going on, that people are craving positivity. So it's something that was really easy for everyone to jump on board with.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We actually we talked about it last week with the Billy Corrigan video and, and the fact that you know, there are, what is it, um, the most depressed people in the world are the people that log on to social media the longest or something like that? There's an article out there as well, I did too. see that, yes. I mean, it, it makes sense, though, right?
2: It really does in a lot of ways. You have to be able to, with social media, filter um, what's going on. I have no trouble, and theres I have blogs about that, too. I have no trouble unfollowing someone. I have friends that are very dear to me in person that I, I love with all of my heart. That get on get behind a monitor on a computer and they just turn into the most depressed, energy suck possible. Yeah, and you need to be able to really filter what you see on social media and make it a positive experience. Otherwise, why do you want to do it?
0: Yeah. So, getting back to the hashtag yes. fr- uh, frenzy that's out there, uh, give Elsa a girlfriend. Is it is something like that too young? Is that too young to to start bringing in sexuality into it? Uh, the audience I itself.
2: Really, Really don't think so because whenever I was that age, I knew, and you know, it, it, there was again no role model to look to. There was no mm-hmm. example that this was just a normal relationship. And here I am now, later in my life, with my partner for 15 years, having a completely normal relationship. And you know, you well, actually, I've a- met
0: I've met your partner. I, I would not call anything okay, that you guys do you're normal. a little
2: extraordinary. <laughs> <by> the- <laughs> <laughs> no, but we it, it's it's something that um you, you know that. With, um, with social media, I, I don't really think we're at a place right now to can say, oh, someone can't know they were gay at that age. I was three years old and sprained my wrist playing Wonder Woman. You know, dogs <laughs> knew I was gay. That wasn't an issue. <laughs> Everyone knew. Do so dogs having do dogs a know? role model there <laughs> is something that I think will in time just become more natural. Now, the hashtags, I think they really have a lot of uh, – they do have value. The fact that that was a young female blogger that wrote that – uh, and it really took off. Really speaks volumes that about how, how people would um, you know, really really have a desire to be heard, and social media allows people to be heard more, which can be a very good and a very um, heavy thing at the same time. Um, and and uh, we just, we just saw this morning, of course, then the thing happening with um, with. Um, well, I almost said it wrong with make Captain America uh, give Captain America a boyfriend give
3: Captain America I a almost boyfriend.
2: said it wrong because my yeah. answer to that hashtag is, is hashtag make Chris Evans my boyfriend but <laughs> whatever my partner knows <laughs> that that, is, that's that fine. is two separate um, things
0: right there see Chris Evans could be gay because we don't know but Steve Rogers he's not though <laughs>
2: <laughs> see he, 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 it wouldn't make sense for that storyline I, I tend to agree with you it wouldn't make sense for him to um, be gay at this point in the story from what I have seen not that he couldn't be um, it would just be a, a jump in the story where, and, where it would look more like a political statement rather than uh, a good story.
0: Do you go into movies now? Do you go into when you, anything you're reading or anything like that, and and immediately think like try to you know are you are you looking to spot like the 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 social movements and the political statements? Because I do now, unfortunately, and, and it's just something I I'm really- naturally geared toward now.
2: I really try not to look at it. Um, I, I sometimes find myself uh, you know not even, without even thinking about it, kind of hoping for it, mm-hmm. looking and saying, Please be some some character that I can identify with, please be something that um, especially with LGBT, uh, LGBTQ youth to look towards as um, as someone to look up to or someone that they can identify with because it, that 's not really there i mean I guess as far as uh, superheroes, we have what uh, the original Green Lantern was that in 2012, I believe
0: that
2: mm-hmm. um, that happened. But
0: we got North Star. It's from Canada, though. You know. and,
2: and that's where We're I'm going to say Canada. who because I don't even know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awful. Uh,
0: <laughs> but we actually, you and I actually talked about it. You actually brought it up to me, um, you know, and, and it reminded me they actually just outed one of the original five X-Men in Iceman. Yes. And that actually makes sense to me. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's like things like that where you're not, it's not like they're making Wolverine gay. And I don't mean the sense that, like, you can't have the most prominent person on the planet be gay. It's just that if you've made the most prominent person, you've built 30 or 40 years of story around a prominent person to then jump and say, he's gay, it just smells fishy to me. Whereas, you know, Iceman, it's like, you know, that guy was completely uninteresting. He's now interesting to me. And, and, you know, we never really dove into his character. So maybe there is a layer there where he was kind of afraid to come out. And maybe there is a layer where, you know, wow, okay, this makes it for an interesting story now where there wasn't anything with Iceman before.
2: Right. You know? Well, that scene with Iceman in, in the first movie mm-hmm. was, to me, a clear coming out story. It, it was a, a total metaphor, and it it really applied. So that wouldn't be a surprising transition. Right. As for Wolverine, um, you know, there, there are real-life stories, and I know many people who have lived them that lived a, quote-unquote, straight lifestyle for years, and 30 years later um, finally had the strength to come out. So that wouldn't be completely unheard of. Mm-hmm. It may be harder for some people to process initially, yeah. um, but it, it would be a just a different type of story. And I don't know if it's the right one. I'm probably biased because of Hugh Jackman. No, There's no, but too.
0: you know what, though? And this is, see, this is the thing, though, and that's why I really love talking to you about this, though, because you have a completely opposite viewpoint and not in a, a black-and-white, you know, uh, Internet kind of, um, kind of opposite viewpoint. I mean, we can actually have a discussion as opposed right. to 147 characters where... I mean, it's funny. For, for something that is supposed to be so inclusive, the Internet and social media in general, it's pretty black-and-white, isn't it? It's, it's either yay or nay.
2: A lot of that right now, and I think a lot of that has become with the negativity of this year in social media with the election, that uh, tensions are even higher than normal, and people can easily jump behind a keyboard, say something, and run. Keyboard muscles. Exactly. People
0: are huge. I mean, I am jacked behind a keyboard. There is no oh, me question. Too. I'm
2: ripped. <laughs>
3: there
0: is no question. Um, we were actually talking offline a couple days ago in preparation, and we were talking going back to the willow Terror relationship, and you had a really... Uh, unique viewpoint in the fact that social media has sped things up so fast that their coming out story doesn't even relate. Like like uh, young, uh, younger like teenage individuals don't even relate to that coming out story anymore because it's like so instantaneous now. It's so it's much more accepted.
2: Absolutely, I have to say I'm personally a little, a little jealous secretly whenever I see. Um, younger teenagers who are coming out much earlier. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm Mm -hmm. very happy for them. A little jealous that I wasn't able to do that. So the storyline of Willow coming out later doesn't follow the same storyline that a lot of youth today are going through.
0: Yeah, but it's... I mean, it was really funny. We were sitting there talking about it, and I'm like... I'm like, but really? Like, it's just... It's almost... It's... And in that sense, I guess the hashtag thing is a good thing, right? I mean, in that sense, it does... It does speed change along. But I, in my mind, it also creates the candidacy of Donald Trump. You know, I mean, I think there is a segment of the population that honestly is just going about their day. And anytime they jump on Facebook or they jump on Twitter, they're kind of bombarded with this with this. I mean, look, it's to me, it's very left leaning. I could be, you know, that's my opinion. Right. Um, and they kind of get sick of it. And now you have somebody kind of up there kind of spouting all these. You know, opposite viewpoints saying, "Yeah, I can get behind this guy now," and 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 so, in a sense, they've actually created, uh, you know, this this thing that they did, that they are actually trying to fight against at the same time. Am I off? Am I right? Am I? Wrong? I don't
2: really think that. Um, you know, I, I don't think the social media movement has necessarily created it. I think while it has given a voice to people who are looking for progress and equality, it has also given to a voice, given a voice. I'm sorry, to people. Who aren't ready for that, and um, that I would probably refer to as not so friendly words. Uh, <laughs> that, that, I, I think that that really um, you're always. I grew up in a very small town, a very rural area
3: mm-hmm. in the
2: sticks outside of Pittsburgh, in a small town, and um, I grew up with a lot of homophobia around me all the time. It's one of the big reasons I left. And I do see that there is progress happening in those towns. Yeah. But I also see a lot of those homophobic comments happening still on the Internet uh, from people that I went to high school with. So I I see that happening. So do I think that someone in in a very small town is going to jump on the movement for Give Elsa a Girlfriend or Give uh, Captain America a Boyfriend? Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But every bit of change is a positive thing for me.
0: Do you think that... So uh, I was actually reading there's there's an Entertainment Weekly article about the give Captain America a boyfriend and someone tweets out, you know, uh, if give Captain America a boyfriend has triggered your homophobia, remember the wheel that squeaks the loudest, wants to be greased the most. You know, basically the, you know, he who smelt it dealt it kind of, um, you know, I I, I hate the homophobia, um, you know. Bandwagon, not not bandwagon. That's not the right word. But you know, I hate the that kind of word. But I no. I, but I hate. I hate the fact that anybody that doesn't agree is automatically labeled. It's the label of homophobia. Uh, and and to me, again, we were kind of talking about. You know, do I want to see Captain America gay? No, because to me, he's never was gay. So why would you do that? It becomes a political statement. Um, but the automatic response, and especially on social media, is like, well, you're just homophobic. Um, as opposed to saying, no, I could see a gay Star Wars relationship. I could see you know, new relationships being formed. Uh, is that label thrown around online too much, or what do you think? Uh,
2: at, at times it can be. However, I would say there is far more often truth in the statement. I know that, I know that with the conversations you and I have had, that's not the case, clearly. Right. Uh, which is why we're able to have a conversation sharing different viewpoints. Right. We're, we're able to do that, because I, I know that's not where your heart lies. But you can't really assess that on social media with, with someone that you don't know who is making a comment in, in 140 characters on Twitter or <laughs> posting something on Facebook. You can't, you can't tell what's happened, what the thought process behind it. Um, if someone is afraid of, of the idea, the prospect of Captain America having a boyfriend simply for the, for the fact that they're afraid of that idea and not for the storyline or the character or something else, there probably is some bigotry behind it. And if someone challenges that idea, I would say go on Twitter and look at the hashtag um, give Captain America a girlfriend and the hashtag give uh, Elsa a boyfriend because the amount of hate that I saw right before I dialed in tonight mm. looking at those hashtags is phenomenal. It's really bad.
0: Do you, but do you think so, and and, and this will be our, our final question as we're running out of time here, but do you think that it's those hashtags are now, It's it's the push. it's the push theory, right? I mean, to me it's, you're pushing one way, you're you're naturally going to get a pushback, and it and I feel like I feel like we've talked about this too, and, and we can we could obviously continue this uh, another time as well too, but I feel like there's just a a segment of the population that is bombarded by these things constantly, and that's where these hashtags come, and then of course it becomes a breeding ground for every you know Tom Dick and Harry out there to. Uh, to then, to then start, you know, mouthing off. It's a lot easier to, to use a racial slur or a homophobic slur, slur when you're typing in a keyboard. And I can't say slur without slurring it. But <laughs> um, anyway, Brian, this has been awesome, and we will definitely have to have you back on again because uh, this could go on and on and on. Um, I would say don't make Captain America a Nazi. Let's get that hashtag trending. He's now a Nazi, but it's all a publicity stunt. Read more comics. Um, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. You can you can actually Thank you for having me. You can check out Brian's blog, BrianBish.com. When we come back, hold the door. My Game of Thrones people know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now.
1: talkingalternative.com
0: are back wrapping up another very intense hashtag happy emoji kind of show here. Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, music, and pop culture every Wednesday night right here on TalkingAlternative.com. We start at 8.30 Eastern. We wrap up around 9.30. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. And uh, once again, I've been making comics as a writer and artist for over 15 years now. Co-created Descendant for Image Comics and The Sire for After Hours Press both of which you can download right now, comicsology.com. Just search The Sire, S-I-R-E, that's S and in Sam, and uh, you can download the trade paperback or the individual issues. Um, it's a superhero forced by his own costume to fight evil, kind of like having a spider sense, but instead of warning him of danger, it actually puts him in danger. And uh, you can also meet me, and you can also check out the, uh, the comic itself um, at Wizard World Philadelphia next week. So from Thursday through Sunday, I will be at Wizard World Philadelphia in Artist Alley, and I'll be selling copies of the Sire. Be doing stuff with Descendant, uh, making sketches, selling prints, um, and you can come up to me and talk about gay Star Wars or gay Captain America, and I will be happy to talk to you uh, as long as you, as long as you buy something because you know those tables aren't 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 free. Um, all right, we're going to switch gears completely right now, and uh, again, apologize to the Facebook crowd out there. Uh, we're just having some technical difficulties. We've had technical difficulties all night, but that is okay. Uh, we have persevered. I want to thank my guest Brian Bish for jump for joining us today. Again, you can go to his website brianbish.com. dot com. And um, yes, yeah, time for another scandal. I know uh, it, it. It's just it, it. always keeps happening, and I love it. He chimes in on Periscope as well too. Um, it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk game of thrones for a second and uh if you haven't seen this past weekend's episode (laughs) hashtag hodor hodor was gay no he was not gay but but we learned about we learned about poor hodor so yeah so if you have not seen the episode um just cover your ears you can still watch me on periscope at uh, at michael underscore dolce um go to twitter.com at michael underscore dolce uh you can check us out again facebook.com slash secrets of the sire um yeah it, it was a it was a it was an emotional uh, roller coaster this weekend on Game of Thrones now Sam, my engineer has yet to see Game of Thrones, and we were just talking about this uh, before we went back on air and anyone who hasn 't seen the show uh, you you really 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 have to have to check it out um, It is probably the best show on television right now uh, it is definitely going down is possibly one of the best. Ever, all time. Um, mainly because the, the beauty of it is it is actually building toward an end. Um, it's not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't suffer from like what Lost suffered through for a couple seasons where they didn't know when the show was going to end. They knew how it was going to end, they knew how it was going to end the entire time. They just never knew when they could actually do it. Um, how I Met Your Mother was another show that I loved when I was a kid. Um, a kid. Pfft, Jesus Christmas. It was, ten, it was 10 years ago. But um, another show that I loved when uh, I was in my 20s, excuse me. And uh, see, that's what old age will do to you. I'm, I'm, I'm ancient at 36, but um, they also didn't know when they were going to end. They kept getting renewed and renewed, and then they got renewed for two more seasons. And you could tell they were kind of stalling just to, just to kind of build up to the eventual final season, which everyone ended up hating anyway. I liked it, but uh, everyone seemed to dislike the ending uh, severely. Uh, I won't spoil the ending for anybody out there. But this past weekend... So this is the beauty of Game of Thrones. There is something so innocent about certain character, you know, certain moments and certain characters, and great storytelling has a way of of shining a light on these things. Where you, where all of a sudden, something that seemed like a throwaway line, for instance, the Buffy. Willow line where she goes, I think I'm kind of gay. And then, you know, a year and a half later, she is gay. And you just, you, you know, you thought, okay, that's innocent. There's a character on Game of Thrones, and his name is Hodor. H O D O R. H O D O R. Yes. And that was the only thing he could say Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Big brute guy. His only job was to protect Bran. Uh, and then we find out on Sunday the origin of Hodor and unfortunately the untimely demise of Hodor all in the same episode and all tied to the person who he was sworn to protect is actually the reason he ended up having this like crazy mental seizure when he was a kid um, and it's again to explain it I'm, trying to, I'm actually trying to just explain it to Sam to try to get him to, to watch it because I think it's an amazing show and I don't want to spoil too much um, but um, that show has a way of tugging at your at your heartstrings It has a way of of just I was listening to the Michael K show And they're talking about Game of Thrones I mean it's, it's an amazing show in that sense So if you haven't watched it All I can say is go watch it um, I would love to chat about it with you guys At some point because uh, The theories I mean forget the whole Jon Snow thing this past summer too Which I, I know um, I know Sam you at least saw something about Jon Snow He says who's Jon Snow See this is uh, is killing me here uh, so we find out about hodor chime in on periscope chime in on facebook let me know your thoughts about losing a beloved character but in a way that was so heroic at the end too um, but at the same time was so frustrating the reason his name was hodor sam as it turns out is that he boy how do i explain this this is like five years of building to lead to this one moment that you never knew was coming, you never knew there was five years because the show's been on for well, actually six years. Six years of buildup to learn that. So much, six years of show. Yes, you should, and you'll. But you'll watch it in a weekend. See, and this is what I was telling Sam too: is that Game of Thrones is the type of show where you will actually you will burn through episodes without any problem whatsoever. You will go. Um, so- Brian Bish actually just chimed back in and says, I don't watch GOT, but my partner does. I think I ruined it yelling from the other room. <laughs> um I, Yeah, no. Why won't he shut up? That's I know, I'm telling you. It's it's so good um from things like the Red Wedding to things like Joffrey. Um I give a I give a shout out to the peeps out there um who um you know so oh so anyway, the origin of his name, the origin of his name um is that he died Having to hold the door, he was basically. They were being chased by these uh, zombies who are now coming in. I don't know there's just like six years worth of no. I know it's it's not a zombie. It basically Game of Thrones has every element of fantasy and every element of sci-fi you can possibly throw in in a medieval kind of setting. Um, and they do. They have uh, you know they have the you know the walkers from uh, from the north and the, the White Walkers and um, they're coming to kill Bran Stark and. As it turns out, Bran Stark is is oh man, see, I don't even know the technical terms. I didn't even read the book, so my, my wife could actually explain this even better to me better than me. But he is basically time traveling at this moment. And he is witnessing the minute the moment that Hodor becomes Hodor. And this is going back years and years and years and years ago. And it turns out that his being there back in time is what causes Hodor to have this seizure. And it connects him. From the past to the present, where in the present, someone is screaming to him, "Hold the door, hold the door," and he was a normal twelve thirteen fourteen year old kid, big kid, obviously he has this he has this epic seizure, and from that moment on, all he can say is Hodor. and he's a beloved character because he 's kind of like a like a village idiot kind of strong man uh, of mice and men kind of you know kind of guy, but he 's got the heart of gold, and he basically is is now is now gone um, and the only other downside to this episode that I can tell you is that the hype before it, though, that we missed it. My wife and I actually missed it on Sunday night um, and had to watch it Monday. Now, don't even think about going online, talking about social media, kind of tying this all together again. Uh, don't even think about going on social media if, um, if, you, if you've missed an episode of, of, <laughs> of Game of Thrones but we kept hearing the ending is epic. The ending is epic. And my wife is like, no, the ending is just sad. Mm. <laughs> but I'm like, no, but look at all we've realized. And, oh, yes, Brian Bish says, thank you. It's just sad. Yes, it is sad. But it was epic. It was epically sad. Oh. Go watch Game of Thrones. That's the moral of the story. We had a tremendous show tonight. Um, again, I want to thank Brian Bish. Um you know, yes. <laughs> if you don't want a spoiler. Don't go online. Well, uh, yes, the spoiler topic is such a is such a huge thing. Um, I think you know what the funny thing is when it comes to spoilers, the internet is actually a kind and decent place. Um uh, I think there's a lot of people that go up there and actually write I'm going to write spoilers and they have the big spoilers thing because there is such like a like a self-governing that happens there that no one will do that because that's actually worse than being like a homophobe or being like a, a racist. Being a spoiler for your favorite TV shows, boy, you will get ripped for that. You will have to leave your house if you do that. So I think there is a uh, a genuine self-policing. Um you know and and it's great uh Brian also <laughs> and if you're a homophobe a racist spoiler uh Brian actually just uh periscoped in that's just but <laughs> oh hell no Oh, that just that just kind of brings it all together that's just see actually that's that's just kind of cool at that point then i'm like I, you know respect I, I you know it's like you really you're really diving full circle into into this you're, there's no hesitation on your part uh you know you got to love someone with a commitment <laughs> someone who really commits to something um Brian actually tweeted it about the give uh, Elsa a boyfriend and give Captain America a uh, girlfriend hashtags that are now tweeting back. So maybe there is just some self-governing that goes on. Maybe there is this balance. Unfortunately, it's all black and white. um, And we, unfortunately, are just in the middle of it. All right. Next week, we are going to welcome the folks from Double Take Comics. Uh, They are launching and they have launched a series of Night of the Living Dead comics. um, But they're doing it in... All different forms of medium. So we had a digital comics specialist on a few weeks ago. We have a digital comics specialist. We have a print comic specialist. They did a Kickstarter. They go through Diamond. They do it all. So we're gonna have them on here next week. This is Secrets of the Sire. Thank you guys very
1: much. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now.
2: Hey all you crazy listeners looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at infotalkingalternative.com. At Talking Alternative. Hello, I'm JC. I'm
1: Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to Twenty First Century, Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Thursdays, 12 noon, on talkradio.nyc.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.